Hey, welcome to Trains Live, the Trains.com podcast. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era. Trains.com, it's your home for the most comprehensive railroading news and curated video series, articles, photos, and so much more, all about trains. Environmentalist Aldo Leopold had three words that he lived by, integrity, stability, and beauty. But what do these have to do with contemporary railroad art? Hey, we're at Chicago Union Station. We're gonna duck into Amtrak's Metropolitan Lounge and see if we can find out. This is Trains Live. Welcome inside Amtrak's Metropolitan Lounge here at Chicago Union Station. Yeah, this is Trains Live on the Road. I'm Bob Lettenberger, Associate Editor for Trains Magazine. So what does Aldo Leopold have to do with railroad art? Stick around, we're gonna find out. We're gonna be talking this morning with Jay Craig Thorpe. He is a railroad artist. Can I get the connection here already? Um, you have probably seen his work book covers, uh, work for Amtrak, some beautiful future-looking pieces uh, as to what railroads could be. Mr. Thorpe has out a brand new book called Railroad Art and the American Life, an artist memoir talking all about his career and some of those works. We get to talk to him this morning and kind of go behind the scenes and get in the mind of the artist, Mr. Thorpe. Craig, good morning. Uh, it's Craig to you. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. Pleasure, pleasure to meet you. Now, I got, I got to mention, we're in Chicago Union Station, and you actually came in on the Empire Builder. Came in yesterday. That's right. <laughs> Two days from Seattle. All right. The new book. Um, this isn't just a compilation of artworks. This is. This is your philosophy. This is, I mean, it's a memoir. It's your, your life that we're talking about here. Yes, that's right, Bob. It's, it's a real combination of themes uh, overlapping, things that ordinarily wouldn't, you wouldn't think to be put together into a particular publication. But that range gives it a, a new look and an inviting feel. Yeah. Um, you grew up around Pittsburgh, and as folks read the book, and folks, you're going to get the book and read it, folks. You got to. This is going to be another one on my favorite list, required reading, okay? In fact, here, here's your first, your first glimpse at the book. We'll talk more about it as we go along. Um, you grew up around Pittsburgh. You kind of started um, with an architectural drawing career. Well, I, actually, before that, I thought about going into architecture. And I was interested in art as a kid and railroad art as well. But then the math part of architecture scared me and I thought, ain't no way I'm going that direction. So the idea of industrial design came up and that's really where, where I, I got started with these overlapping themes. 
you and I are the same. If I had half the artistic talent, I could paint too. The math was the downfall. Now, we've got a number of images um, from, from the book, and I want to bring in the, the first one here. This actually is one of your first renderings. And, I, and I'm going to let you, uh, let, me, let me start us off and you can sure. fill in the details. Um, it is one of those kind of future views of a potential train station. Um, and if I remember the story correctly, you did this while you were an intern and you one day got told, we need a vision of a train station and here you sit with a blank piece of paper. Well, that's, <laughs> that's right. This was done for Transportation Research Institute at Carnegie Mellon University. So after my high school, graduation, I started that summer working at TRI. I was the gopher dude, and I did all kinds of things, including renderings. So this piece was one of a series of, I, I think, five or six, and they were to show what was known as Skybus. Uh, this was a, a, a Westinghouse-designed transit vehicle, computer-controlled, rubber-tired, center guideway kind of a thing. The series of renderings were displayed around Pittsburgh and drew a lot, of, uh, a lot of focus that, oh yes, Pittsburgh could be on the transit map because of Skybus. Well, when the drawings came back to me at the end of that first summer, they were all there but one, and it was stolen, I think. <laughs> we don't know by whom, but at first I was very downhearted about that. And then I thought, you know, maybe somebody saw enough in that rendering that they sort of five-finger discount, uh, purloined it. And then I took that as sort of an internal sign that, yep, there's a place for me at the transportation table as an artist. So that's, that's the, the caveat to that. <laughs> All right. You have done a lot of work to help organizations out. Um, and the vision of this particular depot and bringing it to life um, it probably wouldn't have happened without your piece of artwork here. Well, yes, th this was commissioned by the project manager for the as then unbuilt Olympia train station. This was back in the early 90s. And they initially thought they wanted an architectural rendering. So as we talked, I said, nah, what you really want is a piece of artwork that you can sell, make copies, and let, let become a, a channel to enrich your coffers as well as tell your story. So this painting did that. And then Amtrak picked this up and asked if they could pay me a user fee to have this on their 1993 calendar. And that's just what happened. And folks, when you read the book, you're going to find out that the proceeds from this particular rendering tallied over $360,000. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was a, it was a real work of art. Yeah. <laughs> Amtrak uh, and their high-speed trains, you had an interesting uh, incident with those, and that leads us to the, your, your rendering of the X2000. And um, I understand there's a few of these that are in, in private collections. Uh. <laughs> in quotation marks, <laughs> and I'll tell you that. Uh, shortly after the Olympia Station painting was done, I heard about the X2000 national tour, so I contacted the reps for ABB Traction, and that led to this production of, of this particular uh, train in an interesting setting in Pennsylvania. And what you're referring to here is that as, as the painting was progressing, I got a call from Amtrak one day, and they said, we need a color sketch that we can put on the train to let people know what's coming as a as prints. Can you do that? Yes, I can. So I had a black and white drawing, 
got out some watercolors, colored the thing up, sent it off to Amtrak. They acknowledged it. Great. Two weeks later, I got this panicked phone call. The painting was stolen. Can you send a copy? Well, yes, I had a copy. Everybody was happy. Sent the copy off. Two weeks later, I got another phone call from Amtrak. The copy was stolen. <laughs> By that time, the painting was essentially done, and uh, we did not put the original painting on the train. But at any rate, the, the, the story behind the story is that, yes, this might have been some overly zealous uh, and uh, ethically challenged rail fans <laughs> who grabbed the paintings. But another version of the story is that actually people respond to hope and vision. And whether those dudes knew it or not, they were seeing something that was telling of the future, that was hope-inspiring. And I like to have that explanation as, as the deeper one for me. People saw something there that they couldn't see anywhere else. So let's talk for a moment about Aldo Leopold and the future view of your art. Fine, thank you. Well, to back up, when I first found out about Leopold, I had known about him. Uh, and of course, as a naturalist, he was speaking about the world of flora and fauna. And part of one of his most famous quotes is that a thing or a project is right when it tends to preserve the integrity, stability, and beauty of the biotic community. It is wrong when it tends otherwise. And when I encountered that and began to let that those words work on me, I thought, my goodness, that's what trains do. It's a DNA. It's in the mode. It's not something that we bring to it. It's already there, and we have missed it as a culture. So the, the, the railway or the streetcar, the interurban, the light rail, uh, whatever mode or expression of the mode, doesn't matter, that integrity, stability, and beauty is part of what that brings to a culture. And I, I really feel that if we as uh, a society understood just how much railroads brought integrity, stability, and beauty, we would no longer call them nostalgic. We would call them essential. Okay, good. So, so there's, that's the link to the future. See, it's looking forward and it's taking inspiration from another discipline, that being Leopold. And of course, digging way into the past because Leopold's ideas are easily 75 years old. Let's take that idea and parlay it into a couple of your other works. We have a, an image that you had done for White Pass and Yukon um, in Alaska. Of course, uh, historic railroad, but also a railroad still in the present. And when you put it in, in the context of the Leopold mantra, really something for the future too that people can vision they can uh, they can see it they can touch it they can get their hands on it yes and uh, a, a, an acquaintance of mine a colleague of mine said that art even more than photography art has room around the edges for people to put themselves into the image when they put themselves into the image then it works on them and they begin to see it differently it enables the viewer to look back, yes, and to look to the present, yes, but also to the future as you've articulated it. So what, what, what we're seeing here is not just mobility or rail equipment in a scene, but it's the setting. And it, so there's, there's beauty here. It's not just technology. It's not just mobility. 
but there's a, there is that stability. The integrity of the mode fits the land. People look at these things and they say, that painting makes me want to ride that train. And, and I do know that people have ridden the Empire Builder because they have seen the posters. So talking about riding a train, probably one of the biggest uh, news items in railroad preservation in the last year has been the East Broadtop in Pennsylvania. Um, you and, and folks, you're going to see this in the book when you get your copy of the book, folks. Um, you, as a teenager, built a mock-up um, of an East Broadtop car, promoted it at the county fair, um, promoting East Broadtop. And you have done a number of interesting uh, visions of East Broadtop, artworks of East Broadtop. Again, um, this first one, kind of the past. Yes, and this was commissioned by Frank Kuyper uh, as uh, the cover drawing for his book about these broad top. Uh, so it's a pencil drawing, it was done pencil on, on uh, heavy paper, and it shows a locomotive 18 and a mixed train back in the early 1950s. So this was released as the cover on Frank's book, but I've sold prints of this as well. And it does look back. I don't do as many black and whites as I like, but when I do, it, I really enjoy it because it, there's, a, there's a different feel, a different texture, visual texture. And again, I'm drawn into this just as much as I am the color. Now, East Broadtop, of course, uh, they just uh, rehabbed uh, steam locomotive number 16. They have it running. And we got a, we got a little treat, folks. Um, this next image is one that, well, it had, the painting itself has not been unveiled yet. Um, as part of your tour that has brought you here to Chicago, you're going to be heading east, um, probably making a stop at East Broadtop and uh, uh, get to share this image with them. And so this is kind of one of those, again, we're digging into the past, but this is now, and it's also the future in so many ways. Yes, it is because it helps people get uh, an appreciation of what the railroad ethos was as well as is. So because of the integrity, stability, and beauty uh, tr trinity of idea, uh, that applies here at East Broadtop. Because looking forward, the vision that the East Broadtop Foundation has is very much a forward vision. It's honoring the past, it's recognizing the present experience, but it's saying, what can we do as a foundation to honor those things, but also to bring new economic and social life to central Pennsylvania. So this particular painting shows the 16 engine and the M1 gas electric car and a train. I want to talk a little bit about your versatility, and um, I think let's, let's couch that in the next couple of images we have here. You have, uh, so far here, we have seen pencil drawings, black and white. We have seen um, oil on canvas. Um, we have, and we'll show in just a minute, some, some watercolor with pen and ink. Uh, incredible versatility as far as your mediums are concerned, where, you know, a lot of times you see artists will become very accustomed to one medium, and, and that's kind of where they stay. First off, I guess, how did you choose to work in all the different mediums? And then how did you get so good in each one? <laughs> yeah. Work, work, work. You know, how, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice. Yeah. Which it, it, in its own way is a great lead in because I realize that every piece I do, no matter the medium, is but practice for the next piece. 
And that enables me as the creator to listen to the work. What is it saying? What does that painting or drawing want to be? And it sort of takes me out of it, even though I do it, but it, it gives me the chance to, to follow that where it needs to go. So uh, I've, I always was a, always interested in black and white, as, as, as I mentioned earlier, but at some point, oil paint, oil uh, on canvas was a medium that uh, I, I fell into. So in a way, that's the prime medium for painting the past and painting the present. Okay. The image that you have here, the, uh, the Amtrak Cascades, uh, out in your neck of the woods, yes, the Pacific right. Northwest, the image when you produced it was leading into the Cascades. These trains weren't running, so it was a future, okay? And these have run, and in fact, now they're being retired. So we, we've got an image that, it, really, it's a full circle. It is. It's past, present, and possible, you know. And so there's, there's sort of uh, a legacy that is being presented when you look across the course of these images. Uh, I did, I've done about probably 50 paintings and drawings for Amtrak, uh, 50 or so for the White Pass and Yukon. So these big blocks are now covering a span of time. So you're creating, I mean, really through art and with the research you do, you're creating a kind of an artist's vision, very accurate historical record. Yeah, that's right. It is a record. And it's an unusual one because it's coming through that visual window, not just of photography, but in this case of the emotional side that paintings bring. Kind of kind of says something about our society in that whole idea of looking at us through our art and, and in this case, seeing the history. Oh, absolutely. And, and just a comment, you know, many of your readers, viewers, are aware that these trains were designed by Cesar Vergara, uh, the noted industrial designer with international renown. Uh, Cesar talks about how history has this pendulum swing, and he feels that in very much in our current uh, era, we have moved away from the power of aesthetics. Uh, if you look at this, you see this car, the end car with these, which were known as Caesar's wings or whatever, you know, and, and uh, Caesar tells the story of uh, a news uh, reporter cornering him at one point and saying, oh, do those fins give the train any lift? And Caesar, being ever quick wit, immediately responded by saying, of course they give a lift. They give a lift to the spirit of everybody who looks at it. <laughs> and, and that is uh, uh, emblematic for me of not just Caesar's philosophy, but of image, art and image, and, and telling the real story. Of course it lifts the spirits, and that is applicable past, present, or future. Beautiful. A um, couple more images we want to look at here before we actually get to the book. Uh, very future looking, and this one from the Trolley Museum, Pennsylvania Trolley Museum, a vision of new facilities there. And having, been, having worked in the museum world, to be able to, you know, as we've done this morning, you've described things, you've talked about things, but then here, man, we got a picture. And to, to go to a donor or to the public and say, come back in five years and this is what we're gonna look like. Yes. Incredible. Yes. 
and, and that, by the way, is what East Broadtop is doing with theirs. But you see, this is a different style, as we've been discussing different styles. This is an ink and watercolor medium where I have taken the, the architectural illustration techniques and applied this to a rail subject. This is one of probably eight or nine such renderings commissioned by Scott Becker and the Pennsylvania Trolling Museum showing what can be. But you know, what is interesting about it, at least from, from my perspective as a viewer, it's not just an architectural drawing. It is, it, it, you know, it shows life. We have, you know, we've got the, the school class coming here to, to learn. We have the, the, the broad, uh, the width and the depth of the collection. You know, we've got the family having the picnic out here. There's activity, and again, it's one of those things where if you are a patron of the museum, I look at this and go, man, I want this for my museum. I, I want to see this happen. Yes. So you're not just invited into the picture, you're invited into the experience. Exactly. One more we want to take a look at here, um, and this and this one, I mean, obviously you have a story behind this, and I kind of have a little story with this, this too. We're in Chicago, we're at Chicago Union Station, we're in Amtrak's Metropolitan Lounge. The image we're looking at here, though, is very future. It is uh, of O'Hare Airport, the, the, the major airport terminal here in Chicago. You've married trains with it. Yes. <laughs> this was a commission, one of a series, by the Midwest High Speed Rail Lines, and they wanted us together as a team to put together an image that showed that, that marriage of modes, a little alliteration there, uh, of the, the new international terminal as well as the high speed rail. There has never been, to our knowledge, this kind of an illustrative piece. So, uh, working with Rick Harnish and others, this is what we came up with. So we have different levels and layers here. And we, so we see high-speed rail coming through a series of four tracks, splaying out uh, in this multi-level station that would go right up into the, uh, the part of this new terminal. Beautiful, beautiful. Hopefully they will actually build that along with the That's rest right. of it. Hey folks, we got to duck over to Mr. Bob's Railroad Bookshelf. There is but one book on that shelf today. Um, Railroads Art in the American Life, an artist memoir by J. Craig Thorpe, right there behind his very own book. Um, this, this, folks, is not just a railroad art book. As you, you've heard in our discussion this morning, this is, this is looking into the artist's mind as he is painting some of the works that, that you have seen. Um, the book is currently available. Um, pick it up uh, you know, at your favorite bookseller. Hey, required reading. This one you need to have on your bookshelf. Trust me on that. I get, I get my copy autographed, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to wrap. Okay, <laughs> I want to wrap up this morning, and and I want to. There, there's a couple of images of yours um, that have that have really kind of struck me in 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 some very interesting ways. This image that you're holding here now. The Empire Builder along the upper Mississippi River, maybe Minnesota, maybe Wisconsin. And, you know, as we sometimes will have, there's that fog over the, over the river. Um, you know, I, again, that idea of putting yourself into the image, uh, you know, I can see people, you know, fishermen uh, in the little fingers there looking for, you see some Canadian geese coming out. But this image, I think, speaks to, to your whole question as an artist in that, Will we recognize trains for what they should be uh, or what they could be in our, our society? 
and I guess for you on a personal level, do you think we'll get there? Will, will the fog ever lift? I would say yes. It's just a matter of time and what it takes to get there. Um, this is a unique painting because I did this on my own. Everything that you've seen so far today has been commissioned work, and that's been the bulk of my 30-year career. This is one of those few times when I picked up the brush to tell my story, and that is asking the question. It's not just the literal fog on the Mississippi so that the patrons on the train can enjoy the view. This is this, indeed the societal fog, the whatever it is out there that, uh, that clouds our vision, that keeps us from embracing the Aldo Leopold expression. Uh, and I do think it will happen. It's, again, it's a matter of time. Uh, I, I recently read a quote that basically said that uh, when things get bad, it's, it's the radical options that then become common sense. It sometimes takes that crisis to turn. And I don't know what that is or when that is nor how it is. But I'm an artist who's dealing with beauty as the base. I conclude the book by talking about that. It's in the epilogue. And so the idea of these images as pointing forward is absolutely crucial. I, I learned the word allusive, which means to point beyond itself. And that's what this artwork does. It points beyond itself, and it invites people into that journey. It's a journey that I have as the artist in creating it and listening to these pieces of art. What do they say? Where are they taking me? Where are they taking the other viewer? Uh, so in that sense, I have to have hope because beauty will not be trampled on. It will survive. It's just how and when. This has been a treat. This is, I mean, anytime I get to talk with an artist or go into an archive, man, I'm kidding to candy stuff. This has been, this has been fantastic. Um, I, I hope the book sells out um, and, and best of luck on your tour going east here now. And you know what? We've been standing all morning here in Chicago Union Station's Metropolitan Lounge in front of a painting that you did for Amtrak. And when you look at this, it, I mean, it's the ideal image of building the perfect relationship with a train. Yes, thank you. Well, Amtrak and I put this together as part of the celebration for the 50th anniversary a couple years ago. And they came to me with this request. We want to show the trains, but we also want to show people. And we want to show connections. So I won't go into all the details, but in looking at this, we have lots of connections. We have connections between big city and small town. So here we are out here west of Chicago, and there's the sort of the Sears Tower, Willis Tower in the back. You really can't see it, but with my telephoto brush, you can. Uh, <laughs> so there's the connection of different size of communities to serve by rail. We have the old and the new. There are Horizon cars off to the right and the new Charger locomotives here on the Southwest Chief coming through. We have ages. We have this little boy, his dad. Uh, we have older people. We have younger people. There's So this intergenerational kind of thing. We have crew and passengers, uh, past, present, future. So there again, this, these are the connections that rail enables us to build and to maintain. 
Fantastic. Folks, you need to make a connection with J. Craig Thorpe's new book, Railroad Art and American Life and Artist Memoir. Pick it up at your favorite bookstore, KalmbachHobbyStore.com. KalmbachHobbyStore.com. All your hobby supplies, Kalmbach books. Listen, want to see you on trains.com and new content there every day. And then also behind the pages of Trains Magazine. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era. Trains.com, it's your home for the most comprehensive railroading news and curated video series, articles, photos, and so much more, all about trains.